family what's up welcome to another episode of the she speaks truth podcast always and forever speaking god's truth over you i really hope you are keeping well uh, and god is blessing you and he is causing his face to shine upon you and he is being gracious unto you really praying that uh, god is just blessing you man i really am praying that So, first things first, I must apologize (laughs) that last week I didn't do a podcast. Listen, sis was tired. I was so, so tired. I was so exhausted. It was a very uh, busy week for me. And um, I had just wrapped up, uh, you know, a five-week prayer challenge I was doing with some women. And we were doing that on Friday mornings at 5 o'clock in the morning. No, I'm lying. At 4 o'clock in the morning. There was just so much happening and preparing for the retreat and so forth. And honestly, I was just so tired. And I just couldn't do it. And I cannot be the soul care superhero and not take care of myself. Because what? I have to secure my own mask first. So I made many attempts to <laughs> to put out this podcast, but I was really tired. So... I was unable to do it. Nevertheless, here I am today um, bringing you another episode. So um, last Wednesday evening, um, was it Wednesday? Yeah, last Wednesday night at about 8 o'clock, a few women and myself, so um, I think I've mentioned this before, but I run a mentorship program. I feel like it's going to be changed from a mentorship program, you know, because I feel like God is transitioning it from just mentorship. But anyways, that's a side. That's that's a, a tangent. Um, but a few women who have gone through the My Sister's Keeper mentorship program uh, joined me in, in a Facebook Live, and we were talking about the importance of sisterhood during the healing process. So the last podcast episode that you listened to um what was it called again the importance of no this is the importance a discussion of why black women need safe spaces of healing and then this one now is talking about the importance of sisterhood um during the healing process and so i'm so excited to to bring this podcast to you today um honestly it was such a beautiful conversation it was so amazing it was so beautiful you could feel the love and all of that type of stuff um after the podcast was oh not the podcast but the facebook live was over it was honestly so amazing like the love the sisterhood it was it was just dope and so i'm excited to share this episode with you today um once again for my brothers who listen to that to the podcast still listen in i know it doesn't really quote unquote pertain to or relate to men but there are certain principles i think that definitely can be transferable to brotherhood and also for those of you who have girlfriends wives all of that type of stuff um that you are you know seeing the type of women that are around the woman around your woman you know what i mean so i think that's super important so um i'm excited to to share this podcast with you today uh today is thursday no i'm lying today's wednesday <laughs> today's wednesday august 5th and we are officially two days away or is it two three days away 
from the Unplugged Women's Retreat, and I'm so excited. Uh, for those of you who have registered, God bless your heart. You will not be disappointed. God has some amazing things in store for you, and I can't wait uh, for you to experience what he has in store for you. Um, and for those who haven't registered, it's okay. There's always next year because <laughs> registration is now closed. Uh, the last thing I will say is our Heal People, Heal People shirts are back yes they are they are back and they are ready and they're hot off the press and we have shirts for our men let's go and we have um black available for the women all right so i'm excited to share all these amazing things with you um as you're on the podcast you just get an advantage to hear all of these amazing things that i have going on and that god has blessed me and humbled humbly given me the opportunity to to do right i'm really really humbled by by everything everything i put my hands to i'm so humbled to be used as a vessel all right y'all let's roll into this podcast the importance of sisterhood during the healing process and we're live and we're live all right good night everyone welcome to part two as we talk about um, what are we talking about again? We're talking about healing. <laughs> um, last week, we talked about why Black women need safe spaces of healing. And tonight, we are talking about the importance of sisterhood during the healing process. So um, I'm going to get my co-hosts uh, to go ahead and to share. I'm going to get my co-hosts to go ahead and to share. So go ahead and share, 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 share. Yeah, share on your, uh, oh, well, Tamika probably can't share because <laughs> she's using her phone. I'm going to share off my phone. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so go ahead and share. Um, if you're joining us, go ahead and share. We're going to wait just for a few people to join us, but we're not going to wait too long because uh, the train is moving on in Jesus' name. And again, <laughs> <laughs> this join us tonight we're talking about the importance of sisterhood during the healing process um if you see me with a mic right here that's because i am also recording from my podcast so if you need to go and listen to this again which I'm sure you probably will need to, uh, you can go and you can listen to it on my podcast, the She Speaks Truth podcast. All righty. So share, share, share. Share with another Black woman. <laughs> the importance of sisterhood during the healing process. Uh, last week, we had a really, really dope time. Uh, we had Taylor... Banks, I almost called her by her her ministry name, Taylor Maid, uh, that joined us, and that was pretty dope. And we also had Atia Heels uh, that joined us, and that was pretty awesome as well. Um, and so we just wanted to continue the conversation tonight around the importance of sisterhood during the healing process. So we're gonna get started. We don't have any viewers yet, but we're gonna still gonna go ahead and oh. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, Princess said I do. 
I just I didn't see anybody. I, I didn't see anybody, so I wasn't sure. Okay, so share with another black woman. Um, before we get started, I am gonna ask um, Tamika just to open us in prayer really quickly. Awesome. Dear Father, we thank you, Jesus Christ, oh God, for allowing us to come together, even right now, God, to just say thank you. Thank you, God, for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your strength, for your love, for your peace, for your joy. Thank you for sisterhood. Thank you for coordinating this. Thank you for blessing uh, the visionary of this vision, Jessica Grant. Lord God, I pray that you cover each and every woman that is on here, oh God, the co-facilitators, and also every woman um, or man, anyone that just joins in, oh God, to just hear this conversation, touch their hearts and their minds. Oh God, I pray that somebody will be connected to what is said. I pray that you will get the glory out of this conversation and that healing will start to take place in the lives of your people. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 <laughs> All right. So before we get started, um, I'm not sure. I can't. I don't. I thought everybody's names would be on there, but I don't see my name. I don't see anybody else's name, uh, yeah. but that's okay. We'll keep it moving regardless. Um, so I just want us all to introduce ourselves so folks know you know, who's watching and what's what's happening. Um, so we're all gonna introduce ourselves and we're gonna give three fun facts about ourselves. And before before we do do that, uh, for those who are watching, we are jo joining us tonight is um, an MSK facilitator. So My Sister's Keeper, that is the mentorship program that I run um, simultaneously with the retreat. So that's Tamika who will introduce herself. And then the other three ladies are, MSK alumni. Well, Renee is partially MSK alumni. She hasn't gone through a mentorship program, but she's attended <laughs> at the team. <laughs> so you still got to go through a mentorship program. Okay. Um, you still got to go through a mentorship program. But we have MSK alumni, Omega, and Natasha. Almost forgot your name for like two seconds. <laughs> uh, that are joining us tonight. So when we talk about sisterhood and the importance of sisterhood, I had to have them and I had to have them be a part of this conversation. All right, so who's gonna go first? We're gonna introduce ourselves and we're gonna give three fun facts about ourselves. Who's going? I'll go. Hi, I'm Renee. Um, my first MSK retreat was last year. Mm -hmm. Three fun facts about me. Um, I just started liking olives, black and green, uh, <laughs> a year ago. <laughs> I'll eat it in bread, in my shawarmas, and on pizza. Um, my niece, Jordan, has my first name as her middle name. Oh. Yeah. And lastly, uh, my first plane ride was in 2016. Really? Where did you go? I went to, oh, sorry, I'm lying. No, it wasn't 2016. It was 2014 when my sister graduated from university. Mm -hmm. uh, so I flew to Kentucky by myself because I couldn't get, I couldn't get work off. So I took the, the flight by myself. Mm -hmm. 2016 is when I went to Jamaica for the first time. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I was just like, 2014, I've been flying on planes since I was like six. <laughs> No, before that, like like two or three. I've wow. been flying on planes for so wow. long. So that's pretty dope. Okay, thank yeah. you. Um, Omega, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Uh hi, my name is Omega. Um my three fun facts. 
My favorite color is red. Um, I'm, I'm currently leaning towards the yellow department, but I'm gonna stick with red for a little bit longer. Um, I actually love the movie Mamma Mia. Oh. It's my favorite movie. Um, so when the second one came out, I was like, oh my God. Um, you know, and I have a very big fascination with like, with lights. So like lightning and different kinds of colored twinkle lights and all of those different things, like fireworks. I love it. You should get the LED lights from Amazon. <laughs> My three fun facts is I have 10 different laughs and they're all for specific things. My favorite <laughs> book, I'm not even joking, 10 different laughs. Uh, my favorite book is Dr. Seuss. Um, it's by Dr. Seuss. It's called Green Eggs and Ham. I really love that book. And my last fact is that I love the outdoors. I'm a nature girl. I'm adventurous. I love it. And that's nice. Natasha. Hi everyone. My name is Natasha. Um, three facts about myself. One is that I love lobster. I absolutely love lobster. I love food in general, but specifically. <laughs> she really lobster. does love food, guys. <laughs> specifically lobster. Um, as well, I love playing volleyball. I played volleyball like within school and every year of my life since um, I was about 12 years old. Um, so that's over a decade. And um, I I also love nature. I also like working out. That's mm -hmm. I like working out. Dope. Okay. Um, I am supposed to do this as well. Um, my favorite color is mustard. I think mm -hmm. the whole world should know Thank this you. by now. Um, I really, really, if you're Jamaican and you haven't eaten this or, and you know what, if you're human and you haven't eaten this, you need to eat it. My favorite food is stew peas. I can eat stew peas. Listen, if I am dying, when I am dying, if I am on my dying bed, give me stew peas. Give me stew peas in the morning. Oh my gosh. Give me stew peas in the evening. Every hour of the day. Give me some stew peas. Just give me stew peas. <laughs> it's not a for living, but legit. Like, I love me some stew peas. I'm actually longing for some right now. Um, and my third fact, I always know those two. Uh, what's my third fact? Oh, I grew up in Antigua. So I grew up in the beautiful island of Antigua. Mm. Yeah, I grew up in Antigua. Okay, cool. So <laughs> those are our three facts. So I just want to make a disclaimer here. For those who have watched us before, watched this live, I'm usually able to see two things. The amount of people that are alive, and for some reason I can't see that tonight, and I'm usually able to see the comments, and I can't see that. So I just want to put that out there, and I'm not going to allow that to be a distraction because I like to interact with the audience, but I'm not able to see that tonight. So I'm just going to let you guys know from now that I'm not able to see it. So if we're not interacting with you in the comments, it's not be and I'm looking down at my phone so that I can see some of the comments, okay? So I might read out some of the comments. Like, for example, my mom just said, come home to mommy, I'll make you some stupies. Listen. <laughs> Listen. So again, tonight we're talking about the importance of sisterhood during the healing process. I want you to share with another Black woman 
uh, because the work that I do is specific to us, for us, by us, Black mm -hmm. women. Um, so we are talk uh, we're talking about sisterhood, but we are talking about it within the context of Black women, right? Okay, so let's start right here. Um, how are we defining sisterhood? How do you ladies define healthy sisterhood? Mm, okay, I'll go first. Um, okay. Oh, there's so much I can say, but like, I think I would start by saying that it's a group of women mm -hmm. that that you can be transparent with, that you can be mm -hmm. vulnerable with, mm -hmm. um, that you can be that you can that 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 basically help you shine and support your shine, and you can do the same thing for them. Mm -hmm. It's reciprocal. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's. That's, that's that's my thought on healthy sisterhood. Just start. Yeah. Else want to add? Yeah, I like what you said about help you shine. Sometimes I feel like women will feel as though you know if um if this person is shining, then I can't shine as well. You know what I mean? I feel like that sometimes is a, is a negative aspect of sisterhood. People will feel like, you know, if my sister is shining or my sister is doing well, then I can't do well. And it's a competition. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. I'm sitting here with like literally amazing women. Like Renee is amazing. Omega is doing her music. Natasha is in law school. Um, Tamika is changing the world. Like I'm sitting here with some amazing and powerful women. And I think we have to come to a place where we realize that healthy sisterhood is realizing that my sister can shine too. Like it doesn't have to just be about me. And I like what even what you talked about with the transparency and the vulnerability, because we talked about that last week around how important that is to be able to be in safe spaces where we can be transparent and we can be vulnerable. Does anybody else want to add anything, anything to that? How do we define healthy sisterhood? Um, I'll say something. Um, Please do. Just to add to, oh, Renee, I'll say something. Um, just to add to what you said, I think, uh, especially in the Black community with Black women, there's a, a competition. Um, but what I find with us and just with MSK and what it taught me, um, like what Natasha said, it's about transparency, vulnerability, um, genuine concern about mm -hmm. your sister and what she's going through. Um, and also being able to listen, you know, because a lot mm. of times we don't necessarily always need advice. We just need someone to listen that's to what good. we're going through. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say healthy sisterhood is. Yeah. I like that aspect of listening to you. And we've definitely, we've listened and listened. Yeah. Oh, girl, we have listened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have something called... Um, what do you call it? Girl, Girl Talk Circle. Girl Talk Circle. I remember oh, yeah. our first retreat. Girl Talk Circle lasted for, I think, six hours. Okay? Yeah. Everybody got a chance. And mans were going, mm -hmm. or women's, were going for like 13, hear me, 13 hours. <laughs> six hours. It felt like 13 hours going for like an hour at a time, just pouring out and just speaking their heart. And it was crazy, but it was such a beautiful and a safe space. So I like what you say about listening, like listening. And then last year when we had our, um, what was it that we had? 
our bonds are um it came to a point where like all right you know we're trying to be respectful but we gotta wrap this (laughs) yeah it was really long but but what i liked about it and you guys can jump in on this what i liked about it is that we were just so transparent like we were so transparent we just we just did the thing like we we i think we just let it all out Mm-hmm. And I feel mm-hmm. like for some people, I know for myself as the visionary, I'm not gonna lie. When some people said things, I was like, "Well, Jesus, I'm glad this was a safe space that the saints could just yeah. release themselves yeah. and to just speak." Yeah. But I do think that aspect of listening is super important. Um, mm-hmm. Anybody else wanted to add to that aspect of defining healthy sisterhood? I'll go, um, mm-hmm. please. Uh, Natasha and Renee pretty much said the that the foundation of what it is it's so i won't repeat it's the fact that it's a community of women mm-hmm. um i love the i love the aspect of the healthy community being a support system like they're mm-hmm. not uh, a healthy sisterhood is not just um building you up and cheering you on but they're there even when you don't see something in you that yeah. they they see they're uh, sisters are there to point it out, and yes, I love that—that right. that they're they're definitely straightforward with you in mm-hmm. a loving way, and and that's one of the biggest factors that I've noticed in a healthy sisterhood—the love that's there, and it's not mm-hmm. just um, I want to, I love you, and so I will cheer you on. It's I love you, so I'm gonna tell you like it is, and mm-hmm. I just I love that it's it's completely authentic and full mm-hmm. of of love for one another yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think that accountability piece is huge when we talk about yeah. healthy sisterhood i have this thing where your friend should be able to cover you and check you yeah okay? 100%. Your, your, your friend should be able to cover you and check you you shouldn't be the topic of somebody's group chat if your friend is in that group chat mm-hmm. right your your information shouldn't be tea to a friend yeah you know what I mean? Or let me let me tell you the tea. Let me tell you what happened or whatever. Like your friends should be able and your and sisterhood should be able to hold space for you. You know what I mean? And somebody, I'm so mad that these are not these comments are not showing up on this thing. I'm so cheap. But anyways, <laughs> I'm reading from my phone. Uh, somebody say uh, Khadija said that they walk through valleys with you too. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. They walk through the valley of the shadow of death with you too. They go through That's some so really good. dark places with you. I agree with you. Thank you for, for sharing that, Khadija, for sure. Uh, Tamika, did you want to add to that aspect of um, of healthy sisterhood? Uh, one thing I want to say is something actually my friend Chevelle says. I believe healthy sisterhood is having friends around you that echo God's heart for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that I was like, wow, like that really pierced me because mm-hmm. God's love for us is unconditional. It has no bounds, no matter how dirty we may feel or no matter what we have done. And when you have friends that love you past their expectations of you, um, I think that's a phenomenal thing. And that's when you know you are surrounded by a healthy community. And mm-hmm. I believe that we have exemplified that and continue will and will continue to exemplify that through MSK. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. We need to tweet that. I don't have to do that, but tweet that. They need to be able to echo God's heart for you. That's huge. One of of my closest and best friends is Nashara Peart. 
And mm -hmm. honestly, Nachara really exemplifies healthy sisterhood. She's just such a beautiful person. There are two examples for me that I will never forget. Um, one night, so I, you guys know me, I go to bed early, right? So after a certain time, my phone goes mm -hmm. on PND. And one night she was, she just kept calling, I guess. And she's like, I'm going to keep calling until it passed DND. I was surprised my phone rang. And she was like, I just wanted to call you to tell you how fire you are. Oh. And I was like, wow. I was like, you, you rang my phone, rang my phone until it passed the, the DND to tell me how fire I am. And I even remember when I when I had the idea um, for Sisters in Praise, and I had other friends who, you know, or one other friend who was kind of like, ah, I don't know if you should do it. And I honestly, I went to Nashara, and she's like, I'm with it. I'm about it. Let's do it. She's literally mm -hmm. been like my, it's like a Mary Elizabeth relationship where when I talk to her, my baby leaps, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. we need to make sure that when, we, when we're talking about healthy sisterhood, that we have um, people in our lives that echo the heart of God for us. I really mm -hmm. love that. So Chevelle, I think she's watching. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, um, all right. So we are telling everybody to share with another black woman in the words of elder mark moore if you are watching this and you haven't shared you are selfish <laughs> so make sure you're sharing this uh somebody said in the comments that sisterhood is a stepping stone to greatness i completely i completely agree, I completely agree. that's good did you want to add anything to that natasha the fact that sisterhood is a stepping stone for yeah, because you were like, yes, yes, yeah, I want to more space. <laughs> uh, no, I I would hundred percent agree with that. I think sometimes we have this idea that, especially the way that culture is, especially hustle culture, it's like you you get it, you go, independent woman, independent strong black woman. Like, can we talk about that narrative? Mm -hmm. I think when we think about greatness, especially mm -hmm. as women, as black women. We think about keeping it on our own. We often don't think about the fact that we actually need people. For the reasons that we've already hi highlighted, we need people to actually help us get to that place. And that I wouldn't say stepping stone in the sense of like, like there are means to an end, mm -hmm. but literally like they they ground you, they help you go forward as you're reaching destiny. And like mm -hmm. shout out to my destiny sisters. Um, I have a group of sisters that are like that for me. They're literally my stepping stones to greatness. Like they help me in so many ways. Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine my life without them. Yeah. Somebody just said a while ago in the comments, um, sisterhood. So Charlene said, sisterhood is standing in the gap for you. Like yeah. that's dope. I appreciate that. That's yeah. dope. All right. So as we talk about, healthy sisterhood because the, the main topic tonight is the importance of sisterhood during the healing process right so we've mm -hmm. defined healthy sisterhood so now we just wanted to share a little bit around our own um healing journeys so who wants to go first on this to just talk and these honestly people in the comments the people who are watching these women have such beautiful stories it amazes me it really does and so definitely just want to hear you know a bit of their own healing journey and yeah let's let's talk about that and and you know what let's let's kill two birds with one stone tell us a little bit about your healing journey and how my sister's keeper empowerment impacted that mm -hmm. mm. 
Yeah. Okay. I would go um, because for me, they're literally one in the same. Mm -hmm. So I joined MSK in 2017, uh, in the summer of 2017. Um, I was in a really, really rough place for the past two and a half years prior to that. Um, I was struggling a lot with low self-esteem, which led to me being involved in a few toxic relationships that were just deteriorating to my mental health, my emotional health, um, just almost every every single area of my life. Spiritually as well, I felt drained. Mind you, I was still going to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. I was still going to church, I worshiping God, but my heart was broken, my mind mm-hmm. was broken, and I, I as, as at the core of who I who I was at the time. Um, was really in pieces. And I knew that I didn't want to be where I was anymore, but I didn't know how to get out. I felt mm-hmm. stuck. And I'll never forget one day I was just on the street, walking, doing, doing my, doing my, what about my day? And I got a message uh, on Facebook Messenger from Jessica. I didn't really know her, but I knew her like on social media through like church circles and stuff. And she's promoting this like sisterhood group to me and stuff. And automatically, I just felt like, you know, this is this is going to be a part of getting you unstuck and getting you to where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And so I was a little nervous because before MSK, um, I never really had a group of sisters. I grew up with one older brother, and that's all I had. And so mm-hmm. developing close, intimate, transparent relationships with women and being vulnerable in that space wasn't something that I was at all used to or at all prepared for, truthfully. But I just knew I needed it. And so mm-hmm. I ended up going to the first MSK uh, group um, for several weeks. And literally, it changed my life. Um, the first mm. meeting literally felt like I knew, thankfully at the time, I knew a lot of the women that were there um, on like, an acquaintance level at least. Because some of them had gone to my church as well. Or like, I've seen them on social media. And, but it was the vulnerability. It was the transparency. It was the fact that I know that when I come into the space and I'm sharing something about where I'm at, the eyes aren't judging me. There's mm. no, but wow, I never would have thought. But like mm-hmm. genuine care and genuine concern for who you are. And also what was really surprising was that in my sharing, I realized that there's other women who also went through some of the things that I was currently going through. And mm-hmm. so me sharing was liberating for me and it was able to help me. But it was also liberating for them too because they're able to share from their lived experience and show me, okay, yeah, like I went through this too. Here's how I made it out, and that helped me tremendously. And so, after that MSK group, every single year I've been coming to the MSK retreat, and it's just been that much more amazing. Um, God just speaks, and I think the most beautiful thing about sisterhood and about um, sort of the healing journey is truly that it's a process. And so yeah. for me, I'm not where I was in 2017, but I'm still not. Yeah. Like where I need to be. Like it's literally a process. It's a journey. And MS, my MSK sisters have literally been walking with me on that journey from the beginning. Um, and so, and so, yeah, that's the role that MSK played with me um, or in my life. And even just like, I get. I guess I'll say it this way: the way that the way that God has used MSK and as a group, but also individually with the different women that I've been able to connect with, mm-hmm. they've been able to speak into my life in different areas of my life and in different times and in different seasons. And so along the journey, as you're healing, as you're growing, as you're developing, there's more things that God will reveal about your purpose, about your destiny. Um, and so your sisters are there to help again, echo God's heart for you in that and help you pay attention to the right things in the right season. And mm-hmm. so that's been part of my healing journey 
um, that transparency has been important and the vulnerability has been important, but also just, again, continuing to to grow and to move and to progress. Um, and it's been paramount in my life. Mm-hmm. That's so Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Anybody else want to share? Like, how has the healing journey been for you having a healthy sisterhood? Um, I'll share. So last year when I went to um, MSK retreat, I was in a very different place. Um, I, like Natasha said, I was seeking something. I needed, and I, and I knew that the basis of this had a lot to do with our spiritual health and our relationship with God. So um, I, was, I was in need of him to, um, to, to, to show up and show out in my life. Mm -hmm. um so the msk retreat for me honestly planted like a it planted a seed of um of of the healing process for me mm -hmm. um that's where it started and mm, I think, that's good i think the uh the uh the bonfire um like natasha was saying like you know you share something and you're able to be vulnerable and it helps you, but it also helps someone else. But it helped my perspective because um, I never, I didn't always, I, so like a lot of the women that went to the retreat, um, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I was exposed to Christ and I knew him, um, but I had, I think I had like the wrong perspective of sisterhood and, mm. and what it meant, you know? So mm -hmm. being able to be a part of that bonfire and seeing other women be vulnerable with me, um, it gave me a new perspective on myself, on on sisterhood, on mm -hmm. just what God was trying to do in my life and trying to show me. Mm -hmm. So the biggest thing that it did for me was plant a seed. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, like Natasha said, it really is a process. It's not... It's not like an overnight fix. I remember when I left, I was I was crying because there were still some needs that I felt like I was gonna go home and I haven't overcame. Mm -hmm. And um, um, I think it was Tash. Um, she said something to me, and she really just spoke into into my spirit, and she was just telling me, um, you know, that, that it really is a process, and there's things that she still struggles with. So mm -hmm. to, to see. Um, you know, someone else, um, an older woman that has done it and is going through it, mm -hmm. it, uh, it really, it really helped me and it's still helping me now. Yeah. And I, I, I thank you for that, Renee. And I think even for myself, you'd be like, well, Jessica, how has MSK helped you? You're the visionary. I mm -hmm. think, um, MSK has helped me to be accountable um, in, in a number of ways. And that is to always promote sisterhood and to always be my sister's keeper. Mm -hmm. So wherever I'm at, I'm always my sister's keeper. So whether it's my sisters holding me accountable or it's me holding them accountable or even just being accountable to the brand of being my mm. sister's keeper, that is also like super, super helpful for me, like helping me to be accountable to the brand because if people if people know me as MSK or heal people, heal people, and I'm out here doing the absolute most, then, you know, that's not being accountable to the, to the brand or to the narrative that I'm trying to promote. And so even as the visionary, that has helped me in my own personal life and even helped me to shift some narratives around friendships. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. 
what what help me to practice what I preach as I'm preaching this or teaching this to others how am I now holding myself accountable to this and making sure that I'm living up to that narrative you know mm -hmm. what I so that that is that is um, that's definitely held me accountable um, in terms of you know how the, how MSK has, has helped me as well. Y'all have already heard my healing journey, so I'm not going to talk about that for the second week in a row. Um, <laughs> uh, but Omega, did you want to share anything kind of like around your healing journey and how have MSK has helped or supported with that? And, sure. and, and I just hold on one second. I just want to make a disclaimer that it's not about MSK, but it's about sisterhood, how sisterhood has helped to support. Yeah. 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 So <clears throat> when Jessica approached me about the first retreat, <laughs> about the first retreat, I remember we were at um, a convention and she just came up to me and was like, hi, love. Um, I want you to come to my retreat. And what was going on in my head was, Mm, um, no, <laughs> I don't need a retreat. I mean, deep down or like at the back of my head, I knew that something was missing. I know that I needed to go somewhere, mm -hmm. but I didn't think retreat, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so when I was approached with going to a retreat, I, in my head, I'm like, I don't need healing for anything. My body's fine. I'm I don't have any broken bones, you know. Um, I'm not experiencing any heartache at the while at the at the current time, so I don't I don't think I needed it. But I said yes. I said yes anyways. And the the biggest step that it that I had to take first of all was going into an environment where I didn't know anyone. Mm, and that's true. that you was it, yeah. oh my goodness, that was that was very difficult for me because I'm not used to putting myself out there like that and getting to know people in a in an environment where I can't run away anyway. Mm -hmm. Like we were gone out of town. Like <laughs> I was nowhere near home. I couldn't go anywhere. I didn't have a car. I, I couldn't leave. But um while there I realized that God wanted to show me something that I didn't even know was there. He mm -hmm. wanted to show me um my cracked mirror as per uh, Turing mm. Roberts, who has a book on fullness, and he talks about the cracked mirror. And mm. he told me, God, God showed me the things that were in me that needed to be fixed, that I didn't mm. even know needed to be fixed. Mm -hmm. But even on top of that, I'm glad that I realized it in a community where the, the people were tailored towards helping me. Mm -hmm. um, and so that definitely started me on the right track. And I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I, I do remember just, you know, Omega not really knowing anyone, but just again, that healthy sisterhood. By the end of the retreat, everybody was hugging and loving yeah. on each other and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's that's really huge. Um, mm -hmm. Tamika, Tamika's a facilitator, uh, but Tamika, did you want to share anything on, you know, your own healing journey and yeah. MSK has helped you? Most definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, 407 version. Uh, God has just taken uh, me from a mighty long way. I remember when I, uh, about four years ago, just in a super hot mess, drugs, alcohol, addiction, um, sexual addiction, not living a life for Christ. 
And I remember uh, when I was at my breaking point and I was like, enough is enough. And I was really done with life itself. And God just really revealed himself to me in a way that no one else could. And mm -hmm. I said to God, connect me to the right people. Mm -hmm. That was my prayer to God because everyone around me partied and was attending church. And I said, God, connect me to the right people because it's true what they say. Whoever you're surrounded by, that's how you're influenced. That's good. I remember I went to Planet Fitness and sister Jessica Grant slid in my DMs. I'm like, what? Like, and she literally just like approached me and said it was laid on her heart that I need to be a part of um, Sisters of Faith at the time, which is now 365. And I was so taken back because I was just like, okay, first of all, Lord, you work quick. Second of all, I didn't even think I was like worthy enough to be a part of that group. And third of all, I didn't know any of them like that. I met her twice, um, very informally, didn't really know her like that. But I did say God connect me to the right people. And I know I knew that they were connected to him. And that was what was important. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, when just asked me to be a part of MSK, um, I was shocked, uh, but I was honored because it really stretched me. It really kept me accountable. It kept me accountable. I learned so much working alongside of her um, as a fellow visionary myself. Uh, God really connected me to this vision to help build me up and to help build up what he's doing through and in my life as well. Mm -hmm. And they has taught me the significance of like true love amongst women. Mm -hmm. Girl with five boys, very rough tech mm. girl and just like everybody <laughs> had a secure female friendship i had a good female friendship but not spiritually secured female friendships and i'm so used to females just being nasty and petty and bullying um i used to be one of those girls in high school a bully very very mean but broken people hurt people and mm -hmm. It just really taught me that I needed to be healed from that hurt. And this was the vehicle to, to, to allow that healing to take place. So even though I was a facilitator, I half the time I felt like I was literally on the same wavelength as everybody else. And yeah. that's what I love about this. It wasn't like, oh, we're up here. You guys are down there. It's like, sis, we're in this together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The joy, mm -hmm. the peace amongst us. Nobody felt like there was any hierarchy. Yes, God puts leadership in place, but there was no abuse of authority. And it was just beautiful. And it just really shifted my perspective on female community, mm -hmm. on black specific female mm -hmm. community. And we as black women can love upon each other, can gracefully support each other, can correct each other, and can really just hold it down for one another and grow and not mm -hmm. judge each other and not be criticized size and i just be seeing everybody blooming out here in these streets and god is good <laughs> no that's my piece yeah no you know what you said uh true love amongst women and female community and i think for myself like one of the things that really really irks me and i think this goes into our next our next part where we just talk about you know um, sharing some some bad experiences that we've had with sisterhood, right? Um, I was just thinking about this today and even just talking to somebody about this today, just around how we can just be so petty and just so mean as women. Like we could be petty, we could be mean, um, competitive and all these different types of things. And like people would be so shocked when, first of all, with Sisters in Praise, because they would be like, 
whoa, how do so many women work together and you guys are not bitter and you guys are not mean or different things like that. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think for me, I just want to encourage us as women, honestly, to really like check ourselves. You know what I mean? To really check ourselves, to really, why am I jealous of my sister? Why am I talking bad about my sister? Why am I subliminally talking bad about her on social media? Like just different things like that. And I really feel like when we find ourselves doing these types of things, it's important that we begin to check our heart and we begin to really ask the Lord to heal us and to show us, hey, man, why why am I seeing my sister through that lens? Yes. You know what I mean? Why am I seeing my sister through that lens of jealousy or any of those things? I think it's so important that we really check ourselves so we're not seeing our sisters as 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 a as competition, but yeah. as you said, but like true love amongst women. Like we really need to have true love amongst women because what's end up happening is that we are healing in silos. We're no longer healing in community. You know what yeah. I mean? We're healing in silos and we don't need to heal in silos. We should be healing in community because I feel like that's what God calls us to do. Yes. I mean, to heal in community. You know what I'm saying? Like to really be a part of a healthy community that will uplift us and for us to be transparent. So I think um, I was actually supposed to ask this question before and it totally slipped me. Um, but, you know, anybody can jump in here. What are some of your bad experiences that you have had with sisterhood? Mm -hmm. I've had <laughs> Talking about, yeah. about you behind your back, yeah. laughing in your face. And mm -hmm. then, like, talking bad about you, like, two seconds after. Um, so that really turned me off. Yeah, also them. So two things I would say. Them not wanting to actually see you succeed. And so, like, mm -hmm. if, I, if, if I got the job that I applied for it, or if I did something great, like, that was good, I'm, I'm sharing it with them so that we can celebrate together. Instead, it's kind of like them downplaying what it is mm -hmm. that I just did. Or them just not supporting it. I'm just like, or or they get mad. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to be my sister. Like, can you be happy for me? Like, yeah, that's good. That's good. Can you be happy for me? Exactly. Right. And then I think the other part too that I wanted to to, to say for me, how would I sum this experience? I would guess I would say that they they wear a mask basically, and yeah. so. It's, it's the complete opposite, again, of, of transparency. Like the, the relationship that I had with females beforehand um, was it, was, it was like we were all just about keeping up a facade. We're all yeah. just about, you know, who can be better than who or, you know, who looks like this. Like it was never about actually being our truest and best selves. It was wow. just about, you know, who, who can look good. And so my friend could have been going through all hell. Or she wouldn't tell me because she didn't want to seem weak or she didn't want to seem like she didn't have it all together. And I found out later on that, no, like for the past like two months, like she wanted to break it down and didn't feel comfortable to tell me because there was that un unhealthy competition or there was this pressure to always be perfect or always be put together. And um, that, that kind of stuff ruins sisterhood. It ruins this whole idea of healing in a community if we all pretend like we're not broken. Mm, that's good. When you said, if we all pretend not to be broken, that's so good. Anybody else wanted to add to that, that aspect of like, but before you add to that, I, I did make a note. I have a note here. Um, why though? Why? Like, I want to know why. Why do you think that 
why do you think that this woman or these women weren't happy for us? Why do you think that it was so hard for them to be happy? You know what I mean? It's like, I'm all, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. You're doing great. I'm so excited. And then when it's my turn. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm just like, but why can't you celebrate me? Why can't you love on me the way that I love on you? You know what I mean? So what, what do you, why do you guys think that is? Like, I'd love to hear um, from Renee or Omega. What do you, why do you guys think that is the case? Um, I'll, you can go first, Omega. You go, I'll go after you. <laughs> um, I've, I've, there's a saying that said, that I, that I read one time that says, someone else's promotion does not equate to your demotion. But I feel like that could be one of the reasons why people are not happy for you, because they believe that by you being successful, that means it puts them lower in whatever ranking system they've formulated for themselves. They measure their success by how far ahead of you they can get it. That's and, and also, like, it's, it's something that they definitely would have to look within themselves and see why is that the case but mm -hmm. i feel like that could definitely be one of the reasons mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and francine said i think it's the crab in the barrel mentality yeah. and this is a generational issue so yes. what we're dealing with and that's good because we we're talking about you know this aspect even of heal people heal people of like a generational thing so what are some things that have been passed down from us perhaps from yeah. our ancestors or anything like that where it's like we, we're in survival mode. And I think we yeah. don't have to be in survival mode. Everybody can win. Legit. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like everybody can win. Like my one of my mentors, Nicole, whenever you come up with an excuse as to kind of like why you're not gonna do something um, because everybody else is doing it, she legit shows you all the bread on the shelf. And she said, it's bread, but there's different types of bread. Mm. And people will buy those different types of bread. And sometimes I think that as women, we don't we don't realize that like everybody can win. You know what I mean? Um, and so my my mom said something. My mom is like my biggest supporter. Eh? My mom said something in the comments. She said, sometimes the ministry makes you feel like you must live a life that's not real, especially mm. some of the older women. Yeah. Yep, yeah. that's it right there. Okay, and like, mommy. If, if I can even add on to that, because that's really? because right, a lot of But that's one thing that I was I was just thinking about too. Um, especially the Christian community amongst Black women, I, I feel like there's this this idea that you know if God blesses you, that means you know I I I'm not gonna get my blessing. As if God mm -hmm. can't bless both me and you at the same time. Like God has enough. He has enough mm -hmm. for both of us. Mm -hmm. Like. Like, why, why, why do we have that, that thinking, you know? I think, yeah. I think it comes down to this idea of, so, okay, I'll say this. So I've never been, of recent, I stopped being a fan of this idea of, I'm next in line for my blessing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for most of the idea of, first, someone gets blessed, and then someone gets blessed after, and then someone after. And mm. then, it's, like, it's like, no, we can, we can both be blessed at the same time. God, God can do it at the same time. Like, mm -hmm. why is that, that competition? I think it's because of the narratives that we're so used to hearing in the in the Christian community as well. Mm -hmm. and, um, and Sorry, Jess, um, can I add something quickly? Yes, please, please do. Because um, I think that when you said why, it's a great, it's a great question because I was mm -hmm. thinking, 
to be honest, I've been on both sides. I've been, mm. I've been the the one to give praise, right? Um, and I've been the one to bully. I've been the one to talk to about it. And I'll be completely honest. I think in this generation, uh, social media has a lot to do with that. You know, mm. highlight real. Um, but the reason why I know now um, through like just you know asking myself certain questions as to why I was not happy for my sister was because inside there was something that wasn't, I wasn't happy about myself. Yes. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Can, can we, let's just snap on that. Let's just snap on that. That is no, so good. It is, it is because, um, you know, I, I noticed like if there are certain aspects in my life that I haven't let God into, I'll give you a great example. Ooh, that was um, good. We can end the live okay. right there. <laughs> I'll give you a great example. I remember growing up, I was very, um, I was very, I had a lot of, uh, what do they call it? Baby weight. So I was very chubby. And I'll never forget, guys, I was in like senior kindergarten. And I remember picking on this girl that had special needs in grade eight. Okay. And the reason I did that was because I was so unhappy within myself. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that until other grade eights saw me. And they started picking on me because of my weight. And instantly I started to cry, right? So a lot of times I think when we're unhappy with ourselves, mm. um, you know, we, 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 we don't know why God loves us or, or, or certain reasons like because of that, um, we're unable to give praise to other people because we That's can't give it to so ourselves, good. right? Mm, so sometimes it's not even that we don't want to. It's, it's we because we don't know how. We're not able. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And uh, can, oh, sorry, I want to say one more thing. No, sorry, please, no, please. No, sorry. Go ahead. Um, I was watching a sermon, and you know the scripture. Uh, he was talking about the scripture um, of the, the the commandments to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and mm -hmm. to love other people as you love yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. But you can only love somebody else at the merit that you love yourself. Because that thought was right on my mind. Thank you, Holy Ghost. So that's what I've learned. So I've learned in those moments when um uh, I see I see you guys progressing, right? And I'll be like, why can't why why is it you know that you could say something, but you also know within your spirit it may not be that genuine. You know, and really ask yourself that question, like, why can't I be happy? That's and good. That it's a part of the healing journey, right? There's places yeah. that we mm -hmm. haven't allowed God to heal. That's um, good. So, yeah, I've been on both. I've been on both. That's so good. Thank That's you for good. being transparent with that. When you talk oh, about yeah. us being unhappy with ourselves, mm -hmm. like that is so real. Like we have to really do some introspective work when we are not able to be happy for our sister, yeah. um, to really, am I happy with myself? Yeah. Like, am I happy with myself? Like, am I happy with where I am? And if we're not, we need to figure that out. We need to fix that, right? Yeah. Omega, you look like you wanted to add to that. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. If it, it, it reflects based on, it reflects, how how we feel about ourselves reflects on how we treat other people, just like That's Renee good. said. Yeah. And so I even remember a time when um, there was a there was someone who I thought she crossed off like everything on a checklist that I made 
in terms of how I wanted to see myself. But I didn't realize that I even had a checklist like that. I didn't even realize mm. that um, I had expectations for myself. And it's especially, um, it's especially difficult when you're a perfectionist. So for me, I, I, I love when things are done to the T, the T's are crossed, the I's are dotted. Mm -hmm. And I expect for myself, I, I expect to have everything perfect mm -hmm. in my life. And mm -hmm. so when things don't go right, then it's a problem. Mm. And so I think what happened in my situation was I didn't realize that there was um, there was something that wasn't right within me, but for some reason I didn't like another person because mm -hmm. she had something that I didn't have. But Ooh. I remember the saying that says, uh, what's for you cannot be unfor you. Yeah. So if it's meant for you, then you'll have yes. it. Mm -hmm. If it's not meant for you, then it's then why would you want something that belongs to someone else if it wasn't mm -hmm. initially meant for you, right? Mm -hmm. And so we definitely have to look That's into good. ourselves. My and, mom is talking um, and see what is comments. that? <laughs> what is that piece of us that we think are we think we have lacking? Yeah. But mm -hmm. yeah. at the same time, is it really lacking, or is it something on the checklist that doesn't meet our own personal expectations? Mm -hmm. Listen, my mom is talking good in the comments. Okay, I'm gonna shout out my mama real quick. She <laughs> said, "Is it shame?" Mm -hmm. Is it shame? Because you said, um, oh, it looks like it's freezing. That's weird. Um, you said before, who I don't remember who said it. I think it was Tamika when you said, you know, is it that sometimes women, uh, no, what did you say? Sometimes we are, who we are reflects who we are around. Yes. Right? Yeah. And is it that sometimes we are, afraid to be around other successful women or other women that are doing yeah. well. And then in turn, we are around other women that are not quote unquote leveling up. And then it turns into like this group bullying thing. Yeah. When we are, when somebody else is trying to level up or who does she think she is? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Who does this girl think she is or whatever? Yeah. And then when you have your sister, and, and that's why I was very key on talking about healthy sisterhood, because you have sisterhood. Yeah. 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 It needs to be healthy, healthy. sisterhood. Because yeah. yeah. there's sisterhood, but there ne it needs to be healthy sisterhood. So I think I think that aspect mm -hmm. is like super, super, super important is in realizing that you know, if you're going to have sisterhood, it needs to be healthy sisterhood and that you don't have sisters that are around you that are not helping you to be your best self, as mm -hmm. Natasha said before, and being your most healthy self. Yeah. Right. Um, I think there was something else that somebody else was going to add. Oh, in terms of so we talked about that. Why of kind of like why we think that, you know, this happened. And, you know, uh, my mom asked the question, is it shame? And that's a really good question. And I think um, I, I think it was Renee that talked about us being unhappy with ourselves. And yeah. we need to do some introspective work when we find that we are being, for lack of a better word, malicious and cavicious, yeah. mm -hmm. um, making sure that we are doing some internal internal work to ensure that you know we are loving our sisters and supporting our sisters. I'm just gonna take a quick commercial break here to say for those who are joining us. <laughs> 
we are talking about the importance of sisterhood during our healing process. And I'm gonna encourage you to share it with another black woman. Share, because this 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 is a very good, healthy, wholesome conversation. And I think it's my mom that said that more conversations need to be had like yeah. this. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? And she said something that was also key around the fact that um that the older woman okay so i think i have a question now do we feel as though and this is not me this is not me calling out the older woman and i would love to see some stuff in the comments do we feel like the and and of course we're talking about this is within a faith based con, faith based context do we feel as though older women have exemplified true sisterhood to us and what that should look like Mm. No. On, a, on a universal scale, no. No. I feel like I feel like individually, there there's mm-hmm. there's you know, probably a good few that did that, but from my personal experience, I I would say no. It was definitely lacking, and I think that goes back. The reason for that goes back to what was spoken of before. This idea of having to keep up with the Jones with the Joneses, and like mm-hmm. I don't know about everyone That's listening good. or tuning into the chat right now, but like. I, I grew no, I didn't grow up in church, but when I became saved at like the eighth or eleven or twelve, it was in an apostolic church, right? And so when convocation time comes around, it's about who has the biggest frock or who has the best hat with the most jewels and bling. It wasn't about it wasn't about you know it wasn't about just being your genuine self. And yeah. so again, yeah. it was always about this competition, competition mindset, and that flowed mm-hmm. straight into the way that they interacted with the younger women it was almost yeah, like yeah. there was this idea projected onto us like mm. we were not it if we're not doing xyz yeah example but i'm not gonna say it. if we're yeah. not doing xyz if mm-hmm. we're not checking off this in this box we're we're not making it we're not mm-hmm. we're not good enough and so it was more of this like beating down of the woman that you are and critiquing the young woman that you are wow. as opposed to being the older teaching the younger and there being that that exchange of intergenerational wisdom and of mm-hmm. encouragement and of empowerment. Of course, mm-hmm. as women, we need that correction. But I feel like as as Jesus put the um as Jesus put the example of being fully man and fully God, full of grace and truth, mm-hmm. exemplifying that as well. We need to also be extending grace as we're extending that truth. But yeah. when it came yeah. down to women, old women and younger women, it was all <laughs> yes, there was wow. so guys, so like I feel like we've transitioned even to another aspect of the conversation that I wasn't even thinking we would get to. It wasn't even on the top of my radar. So Francine said in the comments, she said, older women, um, older church women were very judgmental and fake. Yep. Yep. Sorry, I'm being honest. I left church because of the fool. Wow. That's it right there. Yeah. I did too, man. <laughs> so, this is crazy, guys. So, so are we? Somebody's. My mother said, "Fake as a two dollar bill." Your mom don't exist in America. We are <laughs> in Canada, but in I get where she's coming from because yeah. two dollar bills don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And and that's so perfect because legit there's this idea that you have to be this person and the person yeah. they want you to be doesn't exist. Like yeah. literally it doesn't exist. 
So are we saying that, and we're not blaming, we're just speaking and yeah. being real. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are we saying that some of the things that has been handed down to us, whether it's from our mothers or from some of the older women in the church, are we saying that some of those same things projected in us and then now it doesn't allow us to have healthy sisterhood? Is that what we're saying? It could be a hindrance if we allow it. Mm -hmm. We still have, mm -hmm. we still have the choice. Mm -hmm. um, we still have the power to make that choice to find healthy sisterhood. Why I believe God has raised up this generation uh, to really stand in these gaps because mm -hmm. I feel like it has, like even certain behaviors I exhibit uh, and have exhibited before. Mm -hmm. I see that in my own mom, and I love mm -hmm. my mom. I see that in her, and just hearing her story and hearing my aunt speak about the lack of influence that they have, positive, healthy female influence that they have is just like, whoa, like, it's a lot, it's a lot. So I think it does hinder a lot, but we still have to make that choice to push back. And I always say to my youth and to my peers, I choose to pick and pull. I pick mm -hmm. and pull from the older generation. I do my best to have those conversations with them, mm -hmm. um, but I choose what I'm taking and what I'm not taking. Ooh, mm -hmm. something that just came to my spirit. So, Ooh, that was good, God. That, that was Holy Ghost. Um, I think a way in which healthy sisterhood is exemplified is when the Bible speaks about the older woman teaching the younger woman. Yes. Yeah. So that is the foundation of healthy sisterhood. Yeah. Because I feel like what happens where even some of that, my mom, Jessica, do you see any of me in you? Why is she doing this tonight, Saints? <laughs> We go rewind and come again. Um, what was I saying? Um, I feel like the foundation of that healthy sisterhood is is the older woman teaching the young woman how to be sisters. And mm -hmm. I think sometimes in the church, those older women didn't teach us how to be sisters. Yes, right? yes. they taught us how to be judgmental. Yeah, they taught us how to be skeptics. Yeah, um, they taught us not to show grace. All of these different things. So I think what it needs to happen now is us as a generation. We need to ensure that we are passing down healthy patterns to our yeah. children. Yeah, right, and yeah. to those around us. Because even for myself, I had to realize. Even when, because I, I can be a church mother. I know that I can be a church mother. It's in my nature. But if I see a sister that her skirt is too short, how am I going to approach it? Yeah. You know what I mean? It, and forget the skirt part. If I see a sister that is just not going down the right path, yeah. how am I going to approach it? You know what I mean? How am I going to approach that sister, right? So I think for many of us, those aspects of bad sisterhood started really early, especially because, you know, we call ourselves, we, we call each other sister and brother at church, right? That, I think that's the earliest aspect of sisterhood that we've been exposed to, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, does anybody else want to share kind of like their bad experiences around sisterhood? I want to hear more of these. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to touch quickly on, um, you asked the question previously on how that could possibly shape the upcoming generation. And I think that unhealthy sisterhood can paint a picture to the generation coming up for, and they will start believing that this is 
this is what love is, you know, this is what healthy sisterhood looks like. Because if you're not taught what unhealthy sisterhood looks like and all you're surrounded by is unhealthy sisterhood, you're gonna think that it's the correct way, right? And so I think it it can be dangerous um, for those who are judgmental, those who are not extending love, um, but more so putting you down rather than constructively criticizing or finding a way to solve the problem that you're in rather than telling you the problem is wrong and walk away. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like they can the next generation can grow up thinking this is how you do it. This is how they're expected to treat me. And so when someone treats me otherwise, I'm not quite sure how to calculate it. I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure how to go around receiving it because I didn't get it in the harsh way that it was given to me from before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even sometimes when we're trying, I think also even sometimes when we are aiming to be genuine with someone, I do think that because they have been hurt by what has been coined as sisterhood, um, they're not receptive to the accountability. And I've realized that like even when I, and I don't know why God does this, but he'll just put people on my heart and that's how all of you have been here. Um, he'll just put people on my heart and this I will not know you from Adams. I'll see you flash on my Facebook and the Lord's like, hey, reach out to her. I'm like, okay, Jesus. And there are people who I know the Lord put on my heart to reach out to. And they're like, no, I don't want to be a part of it. Wow. I don't want to be a part of it. And they don't say why, but now when I reflect, it's probably like, well, sisterhood. Mm. I've been sold that before. You know what I mean? I've been I've been sold that before. I've I've taken that pill and it didn't work. Yeah. I've tried mm-hmm. I've filled that prescription and it didn't work. And so I think I, I really want to be a part of, of of switching the narrative for us and just making sure that we are exemplifying healthy sisterhood. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um anybody else wanted to add to that aspect of um, bad experiences, and thank you for what you shared, Omega, in terms of what the generation sees us do, they're going to do it too. Exactly. Yeah. I'll say um, uh, in regards to Francine, her comment when she said the older generation is fake, and I think the reason <laughs> why it's it's like that is because they weren't first transparent with us. Yeah. You know, like the stuff that we go through, they act, a lot of them may act like they've never been through it, mm-hmm. right? Which there's a dialogue that's missing and we can't really have those types of conversations. Um, I'll give you one experience I had when I, I visited my uncle's church. And um, it's when I first started going to apostolic churches. And um, I grew up playing a lot of sports, so I don't really like wearing skirts. So I would go to the church in, um, in pants and one of the older women pulled me aside and asked if I, if I have a job, if I work. Uh, if I have a bank account, because she wants to send me money so I could wear skirts. And it made me feel like I wasn't, I, I, I didn't come the way that I was supposed to, to, to be, you know what I mean? Like I had to look a certain way in order to receive something um, mm. from God. And I think maybe that's why it would translate into me now. Not that I look at people and I'm like, oh, they're not wearing a skirt, but maybe still kind of having those judgmental things when, you know, the way that they may look is not what it's supposed to look like type thing. Um, but yeah, that, that would be my older woman experience. Mm. 
Thank you. I have a question in the comments, but I'm going to save that till after. So, Auntie Carol, I see your question, um, but I'm going to save the questions for after. So, I do see that question, um, but we're going to we're going to save the questions till after because I definitely want to um, want to answer that question. Um, okay. So, my next question or the next thing that we're going to talk about is literally why do we think sisterhood is important during the healing process. So I think I think we've touched on some aspects as to why, but I really want to to get into that. Like, why do we think that uh, sisterhood is important to the healing process? I would say for me, the sisters in my life have been. I'm trying to think of a, a perfect way to articulate this in, in this analogy that's just popping in my head. So when, when you're on a healing journey, you're constantly fighting to develop a new normal, mm, right? You, you're, you're so used to living your life in dysfunction. I've heard said that you live in dysfunction for so long that you learn how to function in dysfunction. Mm -hmm. And so your, your, your normal has become it's become normal for you to live in brokenness. But as you decide to make to make that healing journey begin for you, for me, it's like you're constantly moving up this mountain, right? Like you're on a journey and gravity is constantly trying to pull you back to your old normal. But sisterhood has been like the ropes that like help pull you up the mountain when you wanna go back. My sisters literally help fight, help me fight against the gravitational pull to pull me back into brokenness. Like that's mm -hmm. just the way that I'll put it. And so, sisterhood to me has been important in my healing journey because it's helped me not go back. Like I remember when it, when it first started in 2017, the end of the end of 2017, going into um, going into 2018, I chose in 2018 to remain intentionally single because I started my purity journey as a result of me being involved in so many toxic relationships. And I was just like, I need, I, I need help because I can't do this on my own. And there are so many times in the latter half of 2017 and in 2018 where I just wanted to go back. I was like, this is too hard. I'm done. And my sister was like, no, like you're, they, they would speak God's truth into my life. They would speak over my life. They would encourage me. They would remind me about where I am, and where God's taking me. And that's what helps me not go back. And that's why, and that's why I am where I am now in that journey, in that process, because my sisters helped me. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's good. Thank you. I think we're getting a feedback. We are. Oh. Technology. Okay. I know technology. Sorry for the feedback that you're getting. Hopefully you're not getting it now. I don't hear it anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're good. Um, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, the question was why do we think sisterhood is important during the healing process? Anybody else wanted to add to that? I'll go. Mm -hmm. Um well for me personally, I don't have a sister. I don't have a blood related sister um and often there there aren't many things you can take to a brother um and so one one thing that is important is the fact that having a sisterhood you have people who can relate to you because you go through things that men won't go through 
Mm -hmm. right? And then there's also the benefit of having levels of ages. So it's not just people who are the same age as you, because not everything people the same age as you can give advice on because either they haven't gone through it or they don't know, or they're currently going through it. Um, But then there's people who are also older than you and have years of experience. And so they can give you advice because they may have gone through it, but also maybe through other experiences that they've had, they, they have wisdom that they can impart into you. So I think it's definitely beneficial because um, because you have a whole pool of not, I would say resources, um, but also just a whole pool of experiences. And when you put them together, you, you're safe. Like you can be confident mm. in the fact that if you go to someone, they have something to tell you, they have something to give you. And even if they don't have advice for you, because we're faith-based, I can say that they will pray for you. They That's will. Fun. Um, they will check in on you when when you need it. And it's mm-hmm. not even just the fact that um, they'll pray for you, but they'll do it sincerely, right? Because they care for you. As a healthy sisterhood, they genuinely care for mm-hmm. you and the things that you're going through. So mm-hmm. um, those are definitely a couple things that come to mind off the top of my head. Yeah, I think, sister, um, as we talk about the healing journey, I think, in those aspects, we, when we talk about defining um, sisterhood, you'll be able to be as transparent and as vulnerable with your sister. Like I had like a really rough experience last week and I was able to text one of my sisters and just be so vulnerable with her. Like I was just like, this was my experience. And she was able to, you know, help me to talk through some stuff. She didn't judge me. Um, yeah. any of those things, but she was super, super, super uh, transparent and just loved on me and stuff like that. And I was able to just be transparent with her. And I think another thing too um, is I'm not saying that because I tell you my business, you need to tell me your business. But if I'm always telling you my business, that's not healthy sisterhood. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I'm always the one taking off my mask or everything and you're just like, dear, dear, that's not good sisterhood. You know what I mean? And if a sister is only there when you're at your lowest and not when you're at your highest, that's not healthy sisterhood either. That is very unhealthy because once again, it goes back to that aspect of, you know, that comp- that competition, right? So I think it's important that we, we really understand that healthy sisterhood is holistic. You know what I'm saying? We can have fun. We can pray together. You can handle my emotions. Yeah. You can challenge me mentally. Like, help, that's what healthy sisterhood really looks like. Um, anybody else wanted to add to that aspect of why do we think sisterhood is important to the healing process? Um, yeah, just a couple things. Um, like we were just talking about earlier, community is so important when you're trying to heal, um, and grow and, um, having other women, whether it's, um, people that are your own age or like women that are older, because at MSK at the retreat, there were different women's in different stages of their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, for example, one person I, I really connected with and still like, 
will check in on me now is Francine. Mm-hmm. And um, Francine's in the comments. Shout out to Francine. <laughs> but that relationship is so genuine, and I know it comes from um, a great place, right? And what Tam was saying earlier too, and I think someone else may have mentioned, but um, to have women, and Tam's even done this for me, but to have women speak speak into your spirit and to say things um, about like what they see in you before mm. you see it in yourself, mm-hmm. I think it's so important um, in, in being able, you know, to see that in yourself and grow mm-hmm. in that. Um, because ultimately they're seeing what, what God has placed in you, you know? Um, but yeah, I would say that's, that, that's why it's so important for me is the community and, uh, the love that you mm-hmm. get in, in the journey and at every stage of your mm-hmm. journey. I think it was, um, I wrote it down somewhere here. Yeah. That true love amongst women. I don't remember who, who said it, but I think that's super important. You need love when you're going through a healing journey. You know what I mean? Like you need love. Like it's like you're it's like when you're a kid and you fall down and you get a boo-boo. You need somebody to kiss that boo-boo. You know what I'm saying? And so it's so important um to have that that aspect of like your somebody being there, you know, metaphorically to kiss that boo-boo and to give you a hug and to be like, you know, you're gonna be okay. Like it's gonna be okay. And sometimes you just need somebody to listen. Sometimes you just need somebody to listen. You don't need somebody to offer their advice. You don't need somebody to, sometimes you don't have the words to say. How about, let, can we talk about this for a second? Let's just talk. Let's just, I'm going to just pin it right here. Sometimes you don't know what to say. And sometimes you just got to head out like SpongeBob. You know what I'm saying? And head to your prayer altar and say, I don't know what to say in this moment, but I'm going to pray about what I need to say. And I'm going to pray for you. Sometimes that's just what it is. If you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. Button your lip. Right? Because sometimes, I'm coming time, sometimes it's just like you can make a good, a bad situation worse. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you just got to just, if you don't have anything good to say, if you don't have something positive to add, you know what I'm saying? If if you feel like this is going to be offensive, maybe it will be. You know what I'm saying? And I think Mm -hmm. think sometimes we need to realize that as women and as sisters, that like sometimes we just don't have anything good to say. And we just need to just zip our lips. Um, Tamika, you had your hand up. Go ahead, girl. Yeah, like what you said really just resonated with me because I remember always having, I've always been that person. I feel like I want to fix the situation. Mm -hmm. I want to just help you. I want to just, you're coming to me and I believe that you're coming to me for a reason. So like, I I just want to help you. I don't want you to leave this conversation feeling the same way you came into it. And I would always like take everyone's burdens on my shoulder and feel like I had to fix everything. But I've learned recently that it's important to two things, listen to understand rather than listen to be understood and to allow the space to be hard. Yes. It's okay for us to be in this hard space, but I'm going to be in it with you. 
I may not understand what you're going through. I do not even know what to say, but I'm sitting in the boat with you and we're going to paddle together. And Mm -hmm. I've just really learned to do that recently. And it's been helping me. It's been helping um, my relationships. Even recently, I had like a huge breakdown like a month and a half ago, panic attack on the highway driving. And like, even before that happened, I was, I was faced between two options, go back to what I'm familiar to or reach out to my sisters. And I struggle because I've always, every time I get to that place, I've always gone back to what mm. I'm familiar to. Then I'll pray after, be condemned and go through the whole process of God, forgive me, I'm sorry. And then turn them after. But in that moment, I reached out to them. And in that moment of vulnerability, there was so much strength because they never tried to give me no advice. They never tried to fix me. They just listened. Mm-hmm. And as I'm driving home and my That's heart good. and anxiety is taking over, they just start to intercede on my behalf. Mm-hmm. I think that it's so important. Mm-hmm. Leave that space for it to be hard and just sit in there with them. That's good. I like that time. Somebody said in the comments, name Mattis in the comments, said sometimes all we need is a hug and I'll pray for you. You don't need yes. to say anything. Um, Sister Susie Smith, I love you, Sister Susie, who is a great example of true sisterhood from an older uh, older woman. Um, remember your hurts, remember words hurt deep. Check your words before you say them. Um, and Naomi said, uh, sometimes we just need a safe place and a place of refuge. And it is so true. So sisters, sometimes sometimes we don't have to say anything. Sometimes we just need, our sisters just need some love and they just need a hug and they just need a listening ear. And so it's important that we know that and that we are in that space just to, re- to receive. Um, somebody said, uh, Kenya said, Kenya, hey girl. Kenya said, you're really helping because so many don't know how to help in healing moments. Y'all going to make this live go longer on tonight. She, I want to I say this again. She said, many don't know how to help in healing moments. Sisters. You, okay, so this glasses I have on right now is for the protection from lights because it gives me headaches. Sometimes we need to put on our discerning eyes and see when it is a healing moment. When is this a healing moment, a vulnerable moment for you just to just be? That person probably just wants to be in that moment. And so I think it's important that we are discerning to know when it is a healing moment. Have that filter on to know when it is a healing moment. Thank you so much. Somebody else said, uh, Natalie said, sometimes your presence speaks louder than any words. Wow, I just feel so warm and cuddly. That was so good. Uh, Tash, I know you wanted to add something. Go ahead, love. Yeah, just really quickly, um, underscoring the importance of why sisterhood is so important in the healing journey because of that love aspect. Um, if I can speak just transparently about my own healing journey for 20, as 2020 has begun, I've entered another step of the healing journey because this is the thing along the healing journey, there's like certain things, like certain areas of brokenness that you'll recognize and you'll start to work through that. And then once that's like worked through all of a sudden, a whole other area of brokenness gets uncovered and you, you're legit sitting there like, Hey, but I'm tired of being broken. Like I'm actually tired. Like, am I just, am I just a mess? 
Like, I thought I was good now. Like, where is this coming from all of a sudden? And so I legit went through this, this, uh, this period of time where I almost began to, like, hate myself a little bit. Like, after mm. two and a half years of feeling from a certain thing, and then I was good, and I was good for a good couple of months, and all of a sudden, this whole other area of brokenness popped up. And I'm like, but wait, I thought it was good. And I had to go back to my sisters, and I was like, yo, this, this is how I'm feeling right now. She's just like, it's because you're becoming impatient with your healing journey. Ooh, that's good. With yourself. And so I didn't have my sister to go to to actually help me realize, okay, I'm I'm good. I'm still beautiful. I'm still Tash. I'm still God's daughter. I just mm-hmm. have this extra piece along my healing journey that I need to work through. But if I didn't mm-hmm. have my sister to go through in that moment to actually love on me and to help me love back my own self, mm-hmm. I, I, don't know, I don't know where I would be. I don't know mm-hmm. where I would be. But yeah. It's important for that reason because the healing journey is not easy. It's really yeah. not healing is not for the faint of heart, eh? <laughs> it's not. You you actually need to be committed to it. It's a daily thing. It's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and your sisters are gonna help you with that because there's there's some days where you're just you you might not like yourself. You might yeah. be so confronted with your brokenness where you're just like, okay, but why? What's the point? And you mm-hmm. you're gonna have to back to your sisters and they'll remind you what the point is they'll remind you of all that god's called you to do and why he's covering these things not to shame you not to condemn you but because he wants to heal them Mm -hmm. right like one of my favorite speakers dr darius daniels he says that god won't consume what you don't put on the altar so if it's not brought to the surface if you're Mm -hmm. not able to recognize it how is god able to hear you heal you from it Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to help you put it on the altar. That's mm-hmm. my two cents. <laughs> that was that was more like a dollar, but sure. <laughs> that was not two cents. Um, no, thank you for that. Oh, guys, look, the comments are now showing up in real time. Look at Jesus. Um, Sister Susie says you should always be that safe space for someone. Um, a place where someone won't feel judged and will feel comforted. That is so true. I think that is so important. Um, anybody else wanted to add to that aspect of um, the importance of healing? Sorry, the importance of sisterhood during the healing process. I think we've all added to that, right? I think we all did. Yeah, I think so. Essentially, just to wrap that up, we're almost there, ladies. Um I think it's it's definitely super important. We talked about a few things like accountability, um, sisters reminding you of who you are, sisters fixing your crown. Listen, she's fixing your crown. Your crown's a little tilted. And she's saying, come, baby, come, let me fix your crown. I think that's so important. Instead of taking the crown and trampling on it, let's fix each other's crown. Let's love on each other. Um, I think it was Dr. Kalita Forbes. I, it's somewhere. I think I, I I put a status somewhere today where it talks about some of the things that we need is in the heart, the mind, and the womb of another woman right? Maybe, so some of the things that I've birthed out of my healing journey, heal people, heal people, has now, we've seen how it has uh, birthed a beautiful sisterhood and has helped these women and many other women who are, some of them are in the comments and stuff like that. So it's so important that we are loving on each other. It's so important that we are just supporting each other. And I don't see why. 
And if we're not, Omega, you said something that was so powerful. No, it wasn't Omega. Sorry, Omega. It was um, Renee. But you said powerful things too, Omega. Um, <laughs> Renee said something that was so powerful. Sometimes we are unhappy about ourselves. We need to make sure that we are happy with ourselves. And nobody can do that for you. Nobody can do that for you. You need to go, listen, marriage can't do that for you. Friendships can't do that for you. A job can't do that for you. A degree can't, none of that stuff. Only Jesus can get to the recesses of your heart and allow you to be happy with you. Only Jesus, when you begin to see, I feel preachy, when you begin to see yourself through the eyes of Jesus, that is the only way that you are going to begin to be happy with yourself. So the bad mind is not going to, it's it's not cute. First of all, the jealousy is not cute. None of it, it's not cute because it's also a huge reflection of our character and what's happening, happening on the inside of us. If we realize that we cannot be happy for our sisters, then we need to do some introspective work and realize why can't I be happy? Why is it that when Omega puts out a song and I'm a so- I'm an artist as well that I'm jealous? Why is it when I go on Tamika's page and I see Tamika winning, I can't leave a lovely comment and I can't share it? Why is it that we can't see each other win and love each other? Why is it This is a good one. And this is something that I felt the Holy Ghost just dropped. Why is it that other women are the conversations and the topics of our group chats? Why is it? We need to fix that up. And listen, that's not godly behavior. It's not even about sisterhood anymore or in addition to sisterhood. It's not godly behavior. It's not godly behavior to be to the gossip. Let me tell you something about gossip. Let me tell you something about gossip. If I'm, if I'm, I'm, let's be transparent and let's be honest. Gossip is sweet. Let's just, let's just be real. I mean, I guess nobody else wants to say amen, but you don't have to. Gossip can be sweet. When you get the tea and you're sipping on it. Yes, yeah, Sister Omega, let's sip on it. When you get the tea and you're sipping on it, it does when you find that it's doing something on the inside of you, you need to check yourself. I had to check myself. Why is it when I hear something about another sister that it makes me feel nice? That's bad behavior. That's not okay when I hear another sister has fell or her her situation isn't working out, her marriage isn't working out, this isn't working out for her. I feel good about that. That is healing that needs to take place. And so if you're in a group chat where another woman is the is the is the is the is the, is the topic of that group chat, we need to fix that. We need to fix that. If woman, if another woman knows that she can come and she can talk to you about another woman, we need to fix that. So I just felt like I needed to just release that into the atmosphere and just let us know that, hey, there are some things that we need to fix. There are some things that we need to go to God about and make sure that our hearts are pure. 
Um, I just wanted to just show some of the comments and then we're gonna be we're gonna be done. Uh Francine said, where is it? Gossip messed up my life and I do not entertain it. Let's not entertain gossip. <laughs> my mother said the gossiper needs help. I can't with her. Um Somebody's Naomi says, because we are life incubators, so we can find rest in the bosom of our sisters. We can receive life from our sisters. Amen. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, any more comments that I'm missing? Any more comments? No. Okay. So finally, we're going to wrap up now um, because it's time. <laughs> um, this conversation has been really, really good so far. Really good. I'm really enjoying it. I just love these conversations. Um, but any advice to women who are trying to find healthy sisterhood? And go. Pray. Uh, <laughs> I would say pray. <clears throat> pray and ask God for it. Um, maybe sometimes, I think sometimes, uh, the desires of our hearts we think that like you know he doesn't he doesn't already know mm -hmm. um but also to align yourself with people um that model the lifestyle that you would like to live um so that's that would be the mm -hmm. two points that i would have to okay. say okay thank that. you for that renee mm -hmm. anybody else um advice for women seeking healthy sisterhood i would say don't the fear of your past unhealthy relationships stop you from entering like sorry from your unhealthy sisterhood like experiences stop you from entering into a space of healthy sisterhood so i think sometimes we are afraid to try sisterhood again or we're afraid mm. to be vulnerable again because before or because um it's your vulnerability has been exploited before um That's good. but yeah i would encourage you to not be afraid of that and and actually enter into those spaces because in in reality the way i think about it is um what will happen if what are the consequences if you don't get into healthy sisterhood mm. think about it think about it that way like how will you how will you grow how will you develop or how will you not grow how will you not develop and are you okay with living at that level and mm -hmm. if not level up sis and step into that Step into that unknown territory and try try again with some with healthy sisterhood. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Try healthy sisterhood again. I like that. That's really good. Um, Omega and Ren no Renee went already. Omega and Tamika, any advice to women seeking healthy sisterhood? I would say um, I remember I actually was I was talking to Natasha about uh, about this one day, and she had said to me. So I'm just gonna quote Natasha quickly. She said um god wants to see you whole like god wants you to be at your best self but the only way you can do that is if you if you do the work to actually allow him mm -hmm. and i remember um i say this all the time now to myself just let let god be god in your life and there are so many different areas in our lives where we have allowed god in whether it's um, our family, whether it's our job or our relationships, but I want us to let God be God in our hearts, in, in the, the healing process. And after we've spoken about the benefits of sisterhood, after we've spoken about what comes with it and how uh, we can become better, better individuals, better women of God, 
um, it's definitely worth a try. I I haven't been let down yet. And so if it's possible mm. for me, testimony, then it's possible for someone else. If God is able to work on me and heal me, um, or at least start the process of healing me through the sisterhood that I have joined, then it's possible for him to do it for you as well. Amen. Amen. See, this is what I talk about with Sister Susie. You young young ladies, you are doing an amazing job. God bless you all. Continue this great job. See, that's what we need. That's what we need. That's what we need. Yeah. We need that love. You know what I mean? Uh, Tamika, did you want to add anything to that aspect of um, advice to women seeking healthy sisterhood? Yeah, my heart is so full. Yeah, ladies, mine too. Look, my heart is actually so yeah. full. Everyone talks and everyone, everyone's growth and we're still growing. Um, but I would just say exactly what Omega said and everyone else said, let God be God. Once you're connected with Christ, mm -hmm. he will connect you to the right people. And once he connects you to those right people, just continue to be hot, humble, open, and transparent. Oh, 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 let's just, let's get that. Let's get that up. Um, oh, oh, we're going to get that up. Okay. We're going to, I'm going to go ahead and, we're going to be hot. Because you know, you're already hot, sisters. But it's gonna be what? Humble. humble, open, and transparent. We got to let the pride down and really just humble ourselves and be courageous as well as we're humbling ourselves. Be open for, for growth, for new experience. Be Keep an open mind when you hear other people's experience and be transparent. Um, trust the people around you to really open up yourself and, and trust that they will listen to you. I've heard it from multiple preachers, multiple speakers. I've always heard that saying, hot, um, humble, open, and transparent. Listen, I've never heard that before. That's good. Yeah. That's Keep it hot. And the people are in the comments. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much um, for sharing that, Tamika. That's good. That's a good acronym to take away. Um, let me go back and find it. It says, be hot, humble, open, and transparent. That's good. Be hot, sis. Be hot. That's so good. I like that. I really, really, really like that. I really like that. Um, okay, so we are done but we did have some questions in the comments. So I remember um, Auntie Carolyn's question was some, <laughs> my mom said hot fire. I can't deal with this baby. Why is she like this? Um, I do remember Auntie Carolyn's question. I do remember the context of it, which was something along the lines of, um, when did I feel judged when I was younger um, because she doesn't remember me being judged, and I'm gonna assume this was Antigua. And Auntie Carolyn, you can comment in the, you can put your comments in the comment. Um, <sighs> to be honest, if I'm completely transparent and honest, um, I think that I didn't realize that it was judgment until I was getting older, to be honest with you, Auntie yeah. Carol, um, because. I was 10 when my mom got saved and a white hat was shoved on my head. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember this white shirt I had with these big shoulder pads, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I actually was judged 
because I do remember some of the young women that I grew up with. And I guess because I wasn't um, the church baby or I wasn't born on the church bench, whenever we all got in trouble, I would be the first one that they would go to or don't sit with Jessica or don't, I remember those things. And I was only like 10 or 12. And I remember don't hang with Jessica. Jessica talked too much. Jessica, this Jessica, that I do remember those things. You know what I'm saying? I do remember. And it does affect you because it does make you feel as though you are less than especially when you do compare yourself potentially to other women, there, there's that comparison that comes in. And so I do think that there was an aspect of not judgment, but judging rather, let's use that context, that did happen for me. And I think it did happen because, um, you know, we weren't born on the church bench. You know what I'm saying? In, in, in the literal sense where my mom got saved when I was 10 years old. Right. So the other children that were there, their parents were pastors and this and that. But I was just coming in and I was just getting used to church. You know what I'm saying? I was just getting used to church because I would before that I was going to a Seventh Day Adventist church. And at that church, you know, they had children's church and whatever at the Apostolic Church that I was going to there. We didn't have children's church and stuff like that. So you're there. You're bored. Let's be real. You're 10. Like, OK, you need the Holy Ghost. Sure. OK. Like, yeah, get it. But like, at the same time, you're bored <laughs> as well. You know what I mean? So there was an aspect of, of feeling judged. And, you know, I rem oh my God, there's so many memories that are coming up now where I played soccer as, as a young girl. I played soccer and people would go to my, to my pastor and be like, I saw Jessica in pants. Yeah, duh. I was playing soccer. You want me to play soccer in a skirt? And trip in the skirt? <laughs> you know, my mom said, my mom is so petty. She goes, but where are they now? I can't stand there. <laughs> Why is she petty? Anyways, um, but for me, I remember those things growing up. You do remember those things, right? People would constantly go to my bishop and complain about me. Constantly constantly Jessica was doing this I saw Jessica with a boy I saw Jessica 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 so <laughs> so it definitely there was a level of judging for sure so I definitely did experience that um so Auntie Kara I hope you that answered your question she said wow I didn't know that well this this we sp I speak true I speak true. Um, do we have any other questions that are in the comments? Does anybody else want to ask any questions? We finna wrap this thing up. Does anybody else have any questions? Anybody else got any questions? Okay, so while people are putting their questions in the comments, if they do have any questions, um, we want to say thank you for, to everyone for tuning in. This was this was a really good discussion. Um, I feel like it was so life-giving. I feel energized. I don't feel like it pulled from me. I felt like it poured into me. And that's what sisterhood should be. It should feel like you're being poured into. You know what I mean? And so I'm, I enjoyed that aspect of just being poured into. Uh, my mom said we need a part three. Listen, Linda, that's what the retreat is for oh, oh get your ticket get your get your ticket get your ticket okay so um 
before so before I do this next thing, oh oh, there's a comment. Is is that a comment or a question? Okay, okay, that was a question. Oh, I'll comment rather. So somebody said, Janice said, um, Jess, I'm still judged by persons because they have not taken the time to know me. Wow. Also, if you're not a part of certain groupies in the church, then you are not good enough. Listen. Why, my body? <laughs> wow. So we're going to talk about cliques in the church. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, that's so good. My mom said we need a part three. Khadija said our dish, affectionately known as Deep, says this was amazing. Thank you, my darling. Um, okay, so before I do this next exercise, but did those same people that was judging you, did they speak into your spiritual spirit? Nope. No, they didn't. And that's that. <laughs> no, they didn't. So I do want to take some time to um, invite women to the Unplug Women's Retreat. Um, woo! Na, 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 na. <laughs> so please register. Um, we're going to put the link in the in the description, it is pinned. Um, so Unplug Women's Retreat happening August 7th and 8th. That is next weekend. We are talking about healing the dysfunctions of our hearts. And we have talked about tonight why sisterhood is important during that healing process. And even though we won't be in person, I do believe that that aspect of sisterhood can definitely still be felt. And so definitely want to invite you ladies to be a part of that. Um, you can register at www.mysisterskeeperempowerment.ca. If you want to be a part of this, please send me a message or you can just go and to register. <laughs> you can go and register. I would love. Um, Jeline said, I got my ticket. Amen. And praise the Lord. Um Melissa's, Melissa just gave bare emoji. See, she is hilarious. Um, and people are asking for a whole other segment. Amen. See, this is sisterhood. I'm super proud of y'all seeing some of my faves open up tonight. <laughs> Naomi said, uh, this is awesome, ladies. Thanks for being so hot. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. So ladies, I definitely want to invite you to be a part of the Unplugged Women's Retreat. This is literally just a fraction, a very small fraction of the women that have been impacted, inspired, and empowered by this retreat. This is our third annual retreat, and it's always a blessing. Like you always walk away feeling blessed. And can you imagine three days of this? Because this is what we're going to be doing. If you feel poured into for, for the past hour and, ooh, it's more than an hour, hour and 40 minutes, imagine what's going to happen for the weekend. So I want you to go and grab your tickets. Grab your tickets. Registration closes on Monday night because it's it. we need to, we need to, we got to wrap things up, get people going and stuff like that. So we definitely want to invite all of you to be a part of this. <laughs> Somebody said, Julian said that the next retreat should be called Hot. <laughs> that was good. I love it. I love it. Okay. So there's this last thing that I want to do. 
Um, there's this last thing that I, that I want to do uh, before we go. So today I was just here and I just felt to tell the women that follow me that I see you. I see you, right? And I'm just going to read this to you. And then when I'm done reading it, there's two things I want to happen. I want my panelists to unmute themselves and I want them to say, I see you and add an encouraging message at the bottom. Maybe we are being prophetic and it's going to speak into the life of somebody. So just tap in, let the Lord use you. And then when I'm done reading it, when they're done going, I want to see, I see you in the comments. Okay. So this is what the Lord had put in my heart. Um, I see you, sis. I see you working hard. I see you leveling up. I see you building legacy. I see you getting your healing and working through your trauma. I see you being the best mom you can be. I see you being the best wife you can be. I see you being the best sister you can be. I see you impacting generations. I see you hustling. I see you trying your best. I see you. But most importantly, God sees you. So I see you, sis. And so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to unmute you guys one by one. And you're going to go ahead and you're going to say something encouraging to the ladies in the comments. I'm starting with Renee. Go ahead, Renee. Sis, I see you. Being the best version of you. Ooh, that, you that was so be. I felt that guys, you don't feel like warm and cuddly and anything. That was good. <laughs> I see you being the best version of yourself. Thank you so much. That was good. Omega. Oh. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> Sis, I see you. I see you trying and I see you pushing. Um, I see you making progress. You may not be where you expected to be, but you are moving and I see you. Mm, I feel the Holy Ghost. Woo, that was good. Thank you, Omega. Natasha. I see you, sis. I see you living free from the bondage of insecurity. I see you living mm. like you're more than enough because you are enough. Ooh, I feel like you should do a spoken word on that, but we'll just leave that right there. It's coming. I'm going to hit you up. I'm going to hit you up. I'm going to hit you up. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hit you up. Tamika. I see you, sis. Mm -hmm. You are important. You are powerful beyond measure. You are more than a conqueror. You matter. I mm. see you. Ooh, I feel... I, I just... I just... That just feels nice. That needs to be on the shirt. I see you, sis. Listen, I see you, sis. Somebody said my heart is so full. Literally, thanks for these beautiful sisters. Okay, so ladies in the comment. Oh, you have a fan, Omega. <laughs> <laughs> ladies in the comments. I want to see you put, I see you in the comments. Come on, put an encouraging message down there. Yes. I'm going to read all of them. Let's go. Come on, ladies. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. That was good. Oh my yeah, God. that was good. That was beautiful. That warmed my heart. Yeah. Yes. Come on, ladies. I see you. Well, I was the first one. Well, my husband was. <laughs> 
I feel like people are getting their thoughts together. I see you. I see you. I see you. you. That's just so beautiful. Yeah, that's really another sister that you see her is so beautiful. I guess people are shy because I'm not okay. Living, uh, um, Valerie is saying, I see you. Okay, Ashley is saying, I see you being victorious. Yes, yes, this is good. Um, uh, Jolene is saying, I see you, hot ladies. Oh my God! Disha saying, "I see you. Um, you're healing, and you're um, you're healing, and healing looks good on you. Yes." Nani says, "I see you, fire. Yes, we light the fire of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the hearts and the lives of women." My mom said, "I see you going to the next level." Amen. God. Uh, Janice said, "I see you being an overcomer." Yes, uh, Melissa. I feel the Holy Ghost. Melissa said, "I see you being the best you." Um, May says, "I see you, sis. I see you are more than an over. You are more than a conqueror. You are more than an overcomer. I see you." Naomi's, and if you feel like you need to put another one, you can go ahead and put another one. Um, Naomi says, "I see you." Uh, you boundless beauty. Wow, that's beautiful. You're altogether beautiful, and there is no flaw in you. Man, Francine says, I see you stepping out on. Yes, Ooh, yes, God. Yes, Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost. As she says, I see you under pressure. Remember the diamond you are becoming. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. And all okay. Auntie Carolyn said, I see you ladies moving up to the next level and pouring more and more into women of purpose and success. Wow, there's more. Okay. I see you giving birth to your destiny and your purpose. Wow. I see you. I see you as God is enlarging your territory. Wow. This is powerful. This was so good. This was amazing. I see you, sis. I see you. I see you. Sometimes you can feel so invisible. Sometimes you can feel as though your progress isn't progress at all. It is like bad Wi-Fi disconnecting. But the Lord says he sees you. And I think that's what's even more important. As somebody said tonight, that sisterhood is standing in the gap. Sometimes we just need a woman to know, another woman needs to know that we see them. And that is an extension. It is echoing the heart of God for you. As Chevelle said, I see you. Wow, there's more. I see you. I see you, God's daughter. I see you. This was absolutely beautiful. This is sisterhood. I pray tonight that we had a switch in our mindset and a switch in our narrative as to what sisterhood means. Oh, and if you want to get your shirts, Heal People, Heal People, the link is in, I was going to say the link is in my bio, but the same place where you buy your retreat tickets is the same place you can buy your shirt uh, because we are spreading the narrative of healing. All right, so Natasha, if you can go ahead and just close us in prayer, that would be dope. Absolutely. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we thank you. 
We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for placing this vision on Jessica's heart. And God, I thank you for each one of my sisters that poured out tonight. I thank you for all of the women and the men who were able to tune in. Um, those that were able to be blessed, Lord Jesus Christ, by what you have allowed us to go through and what you're bringing us through currently. I thank you that our lives, even in the broken areas, they have purpose, they have value. And I thank you that you are using us in ways to better this generation. Father, I thank you that you are the God who sees. You are the God who sees us. You are El Rohai. God, I thank you for being the God who sees us. God, you see us when we're in our mess. You see yeah. us when we're in our dysfunction. And God, you are calling us out because you love us too much to leave us there. And so God, I thank you that you spoke tonight to, to men and to women, but specifically tonight, God, I thank you that you dedicated this time for your daughters. And Father, I pray for the hearts of your daughters as they have been, as you've been tugging on their heart tonight through this conversation, God, I pray that those who need healing, God, as we all do, God, I pray that there would be a courage and a boldness, Father, to actually register for the for the MSK retreat, but also, God, just to get involved in healthy, godly sisterhood and to commit to the healing process. I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that your daughters, Lord God, would be committed to their healing. They would be committed to seeing themselves as their yeah. best selves. Father, I pray that, Lord Jesus Christ, you would begin to just connect women with other women, Lord God, that you would continue, Lord Jesus Christ, to allow there to be people that can pour into us and that we can in turn pour into others. God, I pray that you would continue to be with us tonight. God, I thank you that even in our broken areas, Father, yes, God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, Christ, that even as you sent the prophet Jeremiah to the potter's house, God Almighty, and he was able to see the fact that although the clay was marred in the potter's mm -hmm. hand, the potter did not throw it away. The potter did not say it was good for nothing, but the potter took the time to put it back on the wheel, to put some water on that. God, I thank yeah. you that you are our living water, that God, I thank you that you are the potter and that we are the clay. And so Father, I pray that even though we're marred in your hand, we are still in your hand hand. And Father, you are willing to remold us. You are willing to remake us. And God, I pray that we would submit to that process, that we would not jump off the wheel when it gets hard, when it yes. gets tough, when it gets difficult, but that we would submit to that process. God, I thank you that each one of my sisters is on a unique journey of healing. And God, I thank you that destiny is being birthed in this season, that God, you are making us whole in this season. And I just pray that you would continue to have your way, be with us, and may we never be the same. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. And amen. Amen. Thank amen. you so much. I just want to read some of these final ones. And ladies, if you could stick around so we could just, you know, debrief. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, Janice said, I see you, sis. I see you moving um, from being broken to being healed. Um, um, my mom says, I see you changing the meaning of sisterhood. Um, I see your labor pains. Um, but your pain is not in vain. Amen. I see you in me and me in you, sis. Amen. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Good night, sisters. Continue to do what God has ordained you to do. And Natasha, thank you for that prayer. It blessed so many people. It blessed so Praise many God. Bless so many people. All right. Awesome. Love you ladies so much. Thank you once again for tuning in. If you did not share, it is not too late to share. You can still share this with somebody else. 
So <laughs> share with another black woman. Um, we want to spread this message of healing and hope. And in addition, there's something else I wanted to say. Remember to, um, to register for the retreat. And there was something else I wanted to say, but I really can't remember. Oh, this is it. If you want to go back and listen to this, you can do so on my pod podcast. It will be available tomorrow at some point. So you can go back and listen to this. All right. Have a good one, guys. Take care. Oh, my God. These comments are so awesome. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This is so dope. I see you moving from mashup system. <laughs> Yes, Melissa. Yes, yes. Yes. I read it. <laughs> oh I see you moving from mashup sisterhood to true sisterhood. You know what? Let's just end there. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, ladies. We're ending the broadcast now. Take care. Bye. bye. Register for the retreat. Okay, bye. Bye. Wasn't that a dope podcast, y'all? That was amazing. Like, as I said before, like the, the feeling of sisterhood and love that was on that podcast was just amazing. Or on that live was just amazing. I think uh, my two favorite parts would have to be, well, there's three favorite parts. My favorite part was when um, Renee mentioned that sometimes as as people or as women, this can be contextualized within people or women, the reason why we're not able to be happy for other people or love on other people or see the best in other people is because we are unhappy with ourselves. And for me, that was huge. That was really, really huge. And it really helps us to do some internal work and to take stock of what's going on on the inside to be like, you know what, what is really happening on the inside of me and why am I not happy with myself in order so that I can be happy for other people? Um, and that's something that I'm definitely, I definitely look at myself and making sure that I'm, you know, looking at the man in the mirror. And if there's ever a point that I feel resentment or jealousy or any of those things springing up inside of me, that there's something that I need to take care of. Um, in addition, another of my favorite part was at the end when we just did the ICU sis like that, that for me, like even now I feel it again, like just that warmth and that love. And sometimes someone, a sister just needs us to needs needs to know that we see them we see them working hard we see them getting their healing you know we see each other um they're visible because one of the things that is is so important is it's just being seen it's feeling like you're being seen and like you're being appreciated um i was having a conversation today with somebody and this is with regards to the retreat um you know she said you know she just felt really led by the Holy Spirit. Like, you know, her father had, you know, giving her some money for her birthday. And, you know, she just felt really led by the Holy Spirit to sow. Or no, I'm lying. So her father had given her some money for her birthday or her parents. And, you know, they said sow, into, sow 10%. And she was like, okay, like, you know, but I want to sow that 10% intentionally. And, you know, she said she was led to sow that 10% into the Unplugged Women's Retreat.
um and for me that was like that was another I see you sis moment because it was I see you sis by her but it was also I see you daughter Ooh, I felt the holy ghost on that Ooh, I I just I feel God on that and sometimes we just need to know and sometimes we can be those instruments of 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 um of love and affirmation for another sister when we say I see you sis you know what I mean? Or I see you daughter or whatever the case may be. Right. So, so I, I want to challenge us that when we're saying, I see you sis, that we are declaring, um, even, I, I guess I'll use the word prophetically into the life of, of another sister to say, Hey, I see you daughter, that God is speaking through you to say, I see you daughter. And so I just, I, that was one of my favorite moments and a funny moment at the end is when um, one of the MSK alumni was just like, I see you moving from mashup, mashup, <laughs> sisterhood to true sisterhood. And that was just so funny to me. And for the people who are not Jamaican, um, mashup, mashup, I, how do I put that in, translate that from Patwa to, um, to, to, to standard English, said, I, I guess if we want to contextualize it a little better. It's like, I see you moving from broken sisterhood or from false sisterhood to true sisterhood. So let's, let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> All right. So I really pray that this was a blessing to you. Uh, please keep us in prayers, myself, um, the team, the woman who will be attending the retreat. Please keep us in your prayers as we venture out and we ask the Lord to heal the dysfunctions of our hearts. All right, guys, share this podcast with somebody if it was a blessing to to you um share with another sister and be like you know what sis i see you and just show her some love take care y'all bye